Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, December 10th, and I'm joined this morning by my main man, Skyhook. Sky, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Uh, good to see you. Great show last night on Lucky Trader. It was fun watching you on with the guys in the lounge. Um, enjoyed that. But no, ready to talk uh, an action-packed show today. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. It was a great preview for some topics that we're going to cover here today. And like you said, we have a lot to cover. So on the docket for today, we're going to start top news, XCopy and Real Ross U, and some massive sales on Super Rare. We're going to talk Genie Sweeps popping the market right now. Hit Punk 4156 drama. We have to cover it. <clears throat> then we're going to get into our market update, what's trending, looking at the Lucky Trader 7-day. We're going to talk Alpha Centauri's big rug from this week. Talk blue chips uh, and WGMI board. We're going to talk about Gazer's success in art blocks and maybe a letdown with Tyler Hobbs and incomplete control. Then we're going to talk sports NFTs, a big week for them and some brands getting into the NFT space. And then we're going to end with some upcoming drops. A lot to cover. We're going to go through it quickly. Let's start. All right. Top news story for the day. We are going to start with XCopy setting a new record with right click and save as guy selling to Cosmo de Medici for 1600 ETH, $7 million here just two days ago. Um, thinking about this, this pickup here, this is in the collector circles and XCopy grail. Absolutely. It, it's from three years ago. It just, it's one of the, perfect memes of NFT culture. It's the very first argument you get for anyone who's skeptical of NFTs. It's in his tagline, why would I buy it when I can right click and save as? Uh, what I think is so interesting about this is this piece was created three years ago. Um, <clears throat> to have the foresight that this would be, you know, still such a relevant question that we get. Um, couple of quick takeaways, Cosmo cementing his place as a top collector, building a museum ready collection already. And then Xcopy, you know, to me, Xcopy is the goat in crypto art. You know, we've got Murat Pak and Beeple who have outsold them here this year. But when I think about crypto art and super rare, it starts and ends with Xcopy for me. So big, uh, big week for him, but another huge sale just hours later, so the Ross Ulbricht Genesis collection, it, you see the, the image here, graphite pencil drawings created in prison. He, uh, we won't go into the, the full story here, but been in prison, childhood to teen. Um, a lot of folks are actively working on trying to free him. Uh, this piece sold for 1,446 ETH. Um, I believe this went to the Pleaser Dow, Free Ross Dow. Ross, yep, Ross Dow got it. Yeah, they had raised like 2,500 ETH in advance of it to make sure. Just an insane raise in just a, a few days. And I think that's my primary takeaway. So clearly there's been, there's a lot of eyes on free Ross here and in, in this movement uh, and, the, and some of the proceeds are going to good causes here. But I think the, the bigger takeaway is the power of these DAOs and how quickly they can spin up this amount of ETH money to be able to to be power players in these auctions so i think we're just starting to scratch the surface of of this dow action that's our top story sky 
It was a big week for Genie Sweeps. Tell us about it. Yeah. So for those that aren't familiar with, with Genie, um, it has basically been a tool created where you can basically handpick like in a shopping cart and add in all of the NFTs you'd like to purchase. And you'll pay still the gas basically for all those transactions, but it wouldn't be having to go one by one by one and clicking and taking you an hour to potentially buy, you know, 15, 20 NFTs. It can do it in a snap of a fingers and one transaction. And we are seeing massive floor sweeps um, across some of the bigger projects. One wallet specifically highlighted here, um, Jiron, who's great on Twitter. I think his name is what... um, uh, sure block nodes, which is perfect for his work that he does. Um, but Jiron uh, really studies this. You can see that originally um, it would have been, I think on Wednesday, um, there was a sweep of World of Women, uh, the NFT um, that has got a big impact on the floor, just a huge impact of having somebody come in with uh, a ton of ETH the day before, 445 ETH. And then there was Loot, um, the original uh, Loot project, Loot for Adventures that was swept for 233 ETH that bought them 71 Loots in a single transaction. So, you know, you go from a floor that's mid twos to all of a sudden four ETH in the snap of a fingers in one transaction. So being able to study where these are, seeing, you can't really see them coming necessarily, but you can see the instant impact right away afterwards. And if you were looking to get out of the project or if you were going to catch momentum, potentially, um, you know, those are going to happen. Pranksy swept a bunch of wizard and dragons over the last week. We've seen some mini toad sweeps here and there. Um, so I think genie is something that is definitely impacting the market. I have seen, there are some sharps who have figured out a way to, I wouldn't say front run, but they've at least been able to identify some of these sweeps and some of these sweeps are happening in in like two or three different steps and they're trying to get in in between. So there's some Mm -hmm. absolute alpha there if you're able to do it, but this is the most exciting tool in NFTs right now. I don't think any discord gets more excited than when a genie sweep happens. And I'm I'm excited to see a lot more of these here uh, in the, in the near future. All right. Third story of the day. We got to talk about the punk 4156 drama and probably put a nail in. I think this is going to be the end of the story. So we talked about on Tuesday's show, he famously sold off of his almost entire bag of crypto punks. He netted about $28 million selling 20-plus punks at below market price, which kind of caused a storm in punk Twitter, punk discords. But he held on to his namesake, PFP. Well, he Dutch auctioned off that PFP yesterday uh, very quickly and in a pretty abbreviated Dutch auction. So he started the auction out, and we can even see it here in the, the sales history on the, the Larva Labs page. Started it out at, at 41.56, the, the namesake, then 3,500, I'm going to say 30 minutes later, 3,008, 30 minutes after that. And then he quickly brought it down to 2,500 ETH. He actually let it sit there for a bit. And then it was purchased at 2,500 ETH, which is the third all-time high punk sale in ETH terms, the number one U.S. dollar all-time sale that we now have seen. It was a $10 million sale. Um, There's a a good amount to unpack. We won't go through the whole thing uh, right now. First, the buyer immediately relisted it for $41.56. A a lot of people think, you know, uh, punk $41.56 acted too quickly, too hastily, left a lot of money on the table. This is a real test. You know, if this, if this ape, do, this punk ape does sell for 41.56 in the next few weeks, then 
know, clearly he left 1500 ETH or so on the table, but he wanted to make a statement. He wanted a fast exit from the project and he did it. It's an end of an era for sure. We've seen some market impacts already. First off, punk derivatives have been going wild. So the, the funks, which is the flip punks, they actually got kicked off OpenSea. They started their own marketplace. Those are up to like a two ETH floor. We've seen sales in the top end of 70, 90 ETH uh, from some fairly big names. Um, and then there's another one called Zunks. It's another derivative that's been going off as well. Um, you know, I think what's been the strangest for me, Sky, will be interesting for your take on this, has been some of the, the other punk owners' reaction. And it's been very salty and negative in general. And I feel like this could have been a rallying moment for punks. This is the all-time high sale in U.S. dollars, but it's not turning into a bull event. It, it actually seems like more of a bear event. So were you surprised? Or what's, what's been your take? Yeah, I think the whole... The whole chase of everything has been pretty surprising to me. I think being in the community, in the NFT community as a whole, you know, it always been a, a chase to, to get a punk. You know, that is almost everyone's grail list. I remember doing our first couple of shows and, and you know, having, of course, that being the peak of what you could try to get to. And that sentiment, you know, has not really been the same since we've seen some of the competition of, of top tier projects. Um yeah, I mean, you would think a 2,500 ETH sale is is massive. And the way it went down, of course, I think was just not... The, the OG punks aren't happy, clearly, with what 4156 did. So celebrating it basically is, you know, kind of complimenting the way he did about it. So I don't, I don't know if I would expect them to react that way. But I, I think the, the problem that I see is I, I just sitting kind of on the edge of the fence thinking some type of floor sweep activity a, a move to create big momentum around the project with a lot of the things you said was that feels to be more realistic to me uh, but i just don't know man it's a weird time in, in punk land it is and it actually tees up my next question for you quite nicely let's go ahead and pull up the lucky trader board and get into our market update top two on the board punks and apes Punk's, you know, right on the back of that 2,500 ETH sale. And of course, all of Punk 4156's sales from last weekend are still included in this number, 13K ETH. The floor sitting at 71.6. Board Apes, second on the board, 8,400 ETH. Strong week for them. The floor is at 52.88, up after that genie sweep. They're getting close. What, what I asked Brett Ritchie on the show on Tuesday about the flipping what, what's your take? Do you think that we're going to see a flipping here in the near future? So I think there can be a tighten squeeze over the next couple of weeks, a little bit more. Um, the reason is, so I've been constantly thinking about taxes, you know, as we lead up to the end of the year, I think that's a hot topic. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing I'm trying to identify is projects in which people are going to force sell off things towards the end of the year and take a, take a harvest, you know, we saw punks, what get to 120 ETH floor, yep. right? So I, I know there was a great chart posted yesterday. Um, I'll, I'll pull up um, or I'll mention who at least tweeted it yesterday, seeing some of those average buy-ins. It was by punkapestats.eth, punk9059, saying that, you know, a good amount of these punks have just never been sold since mint. However, a good amount of those punks also did have a decent amount of activity high nineties in the low hundreds, you know, a lot of purchases where they're down 25, 
30, 40% maybe on some of these buys. And if it's people that have that money and have been in the NFT space, do they want to just harvest it, get out and take it? We're on the reverse side. And why often people kind of make fault with some of the, the ape owners is a lot of them, it's their first big win in NFTs. So they're not sitting there staring at something that's going to be a tax harvest. If they were to sell it, I mean, it's going to be really hitting their bottom line from a huge gain. So I think it's very less likely people are going to sell off punks or sell off apes in the next lead up at the end of the year when punks might be something that have to be harvested for some people. So I think that can really tighten. I don't want to be the one to put my neck out there and say, we're going to see a Q1 flip. I, I don't know. I think, I think people are too defensive of, of what they own in punks to, to really let that happen in the, in the short term. Um, but I think it's going to tighten up in the end of December. I like it. That's actually the first argument I've heard with the tax loss harvesting as a driving force. And that actually makes a ton of sense. I, I think I'm with you. I think when people talked about the flipping, they, they, the spirit of it is apes, rising in floor price and passing where punks are or have been i think the more likely scenario if that happens is the punk floor dropping and texas harvesting over the next three weeks absolutely could be a driver for that um, i don't know if it's quite as satisfying you know for the, yeah. the opponents if that's the way that it happens um but <clears throat> there's also going to be a point the floor gets low enough we're going to see the whale action yep and, and uh just to, to save it but for sure we'll be watching <clears throat> Rounding out the rest of the board, you know, I feel like we've already talked about a good amount of this on across this week, so I'm not going to dive in deep. Um, but there's a little bit of a trend. I do want to get your thoughts on this guy. So Ape Kids Club, third on the board, almost 5,000 ETH. Cute project. Uh, it's got the Ape brand tied to it. We've got Clonex from Artifact, a big name brand. They are holding steady, slowly rising, 3.86 floor on solid volume in a very lengthy pre-reveal process. Then we've got Crypto Bull Society, one that kind of came out of nowhere. The floor got into the high threes. It's now back down a bit to 2.88 uh, with 3,500 ETH volume. So I think my question for you is, is this a game of hot potato on new projects? Is this indicative of a new buyer pool coming and kind of putting their foot down on products that they like and want to invest in? Um, or is it a combination of the two kind of what's your reaction to, to some of the, this market action we've seen? I resonate with your take last night on the lounge. I thought that was a very wise take thinking of the incoming people to the market, um, wanting to get a piece of a pie to potentially a larger name project, but that coming through NFTs, not tokenomics coming through derivatives or the same kind of name word play or picture word play in ape kids club is just like that. You know, it's something where, you know, the, the low cost of, I think it was point three to mint and low, low cost is relative, you know, um, versus, you know, floors of things, but entry price to get into one of those projects versus, you know, coming in for even, you know, a dog or a, a mutant, if you want to get a part of the, the ape community, um, in that sense, you're still paying three, four, five X. So I don't think it's a, a bad thing. I think it's a riskier game to play. Um, mm -hmm. just because, it seems like they're seemingly endless. You know, there's a new one coming every single day. I mean, you go through these lists, there's four five, six different eight named ones. Um, but I can see people kind of resonating if it's got enough behind it. Uh, not something I haven't been playing as much, but I've missed out on profits because of it. Yeah. And so I've been sitting on the sidelines, but then watching these projects take off. So it's caught my attention and I'm mm -hmm. actively 
Mets have been monitoring. So I won't go through the rest of the board. This, the last part I want to highlight quickly is worldwide webland, 1,200 ETH this week. The floor has been steadily rising. It's a metaverse play. It's virtual apartments. They've got a game tied to it. You can use your any of your own PFPs in the ecosystem. I like this one. I like this one a lot. I like what we're seeing in the market, and I'm definitely keeping a close eye on this one. All right, that's our market update. Let's get into one of ones. So, just going to highlight one piece here this week since we already touched on the headliners. Alpha Centauri Kid, a bit of a shocking play here. I know I was surprised. Um, so, he was involved in a Christie's auction uh, tied with OpenSea. And I want to, in the NFT Now team, I, I think was a part of this as well. Um, so, the piece. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on the name of it. It's Girl with a Piano or something very similar. Um, and it's, uh, it's a Pepe. He's holding this red piano. Uh, it's, it's got some music. It's an animated piece. It lasts about 60 seconds. Well, Punk6529 bought the piece. After the sale, ACK changes the metadata and the piano changes into the word sorry and essentially rugs, rugs the art. Um, I wasn't expecting this. What was your reaction to, to this one, Sky? I loved it. I loved it because it's it's six five or it's it's ACK's like kind of brand a little bit, a little edgy, little um, likes to play with fire and bring out some really cool things and has a really you know strong collection base where people, you know, it was a risky move that he could take, but the buyer pool he has might have almost appreciate some things like that and almost build to his legacy. I mean, he talks about his muse all the time. It's his motivation, you know, to build. And that's technically, it was the, the muse holding the piano. And then after he made the move and changed the metadata to have the Pepe in there, you know, it's like, Hey, nobody can buy my muse. You know, that is what really gets me going. So to, the fact that you even thought you could buy something of that, that's on you for thinking it. So it was the uh, Banksy shredding type of thing. If you compare it to the physical, art world where you know after selling his piece for a certain amount it was shredded um and then obviously we know what happened in the long term for that so i think it was just a a really mind-blowing type of thing to do when he's on such a big stage so it takes some big cojones to make that move i love it too you know i i was i didn't really know what to think right afterwards but it's definitely growing on me the move and ack I mean, he's got an edge to him that is a fact but you know he is absolutely a rising star in this market and excited to see what is to come for him. All right. Notable sales. I'm going to put those in the show notes. I want us to keep moving because we still have a lot to cover. Um, let's quickly hit on the blue chip PFPs. We're going to show some floors here from WGMI. Um, let me, uh, okay. So we, we touched on punks. They actually got passed by the Genesis Kongs who are up at 77 ETH floor here. Now top of the board. Um, for those who are familiar or not familiar with WGMI, they actually added a 30-day change column here, um, which I really like. It gives a much better picture of how the project is actually trending uh, versus just the one-day and seven-day views. So kudos to WGMI for that ad. We talked about punks and apes, just quickly touching down the rest of the board here. So cool cats are holding steady, 7.3 floor, pretty much even on the week. Mutant 6-3, pretty much even on the week as well. Gutter Cat Gangs, steady at four. And then we've got the Cryptodes sitting at 3.5. We saw, a, people thought Punk 4156 was going to sweep the Toads. We saw some buying action yesterday. 
in uh, <clears throat> in thinking that that was going to happen and never did, or it hasn't yet uh, in the forest and stepped back a little bit, but that'll be a project to watch here this weekend as well. And then some action in Punk's comics. So that floor ripped up a bit yesterday in advance of the Punk's comic two issue that dropped here this morning. It sold out in a massive gas war and in just about probably 20 minutes or so we sold about uh, a 10 K supply. Um, so I think 590 holders, which is not great. It was 20 per transaction. So we're going to see a lot of secondary on that. We've got an upcoming drop here uh, in a week as well. So that will be an interesting floor to continue to watch. But the Pixel Vault team, they continue to, to deliver. That is a fact. Let's, uh, let's move into art blocks quickly. Then I want to save some time at the end to talk about um, our upcoming drops and sports NFTs. So starting with Gazers, Gazers has had a great week. I talked about it on Lucky Trader last night uh, in exhaustion. So I'll let folks uh, view that show if you want the deep dive on Gazers. But it minted out at 0.25. We saw the secondary rise all the way up to mid threes. It's sitting at 3.3 here this morning. We've since seen multiple art blocks projects mint out, which is a new trend. As folks have been following the market, We've seen the, all the products just sitting for weeks on the Artblocks page, uh, but we've seen two factory projects mint out. We've seen a playground drop from Darian Brito yesterday that was very well received, minted out at the 0.5 level in a gas war. So all signs positive. Then last night, highly anticipated second project from Tyler Hobbs, the creator of Fidenza's, the known as the Grail Artblocks set highest demand we saw the floor for finance against the 280 he dropped his second project incomplete control we can start to see some of the mints here on the art blocks page and as we scroll through these i don't i don't think anyone's really blown away by the art on these what has been your reaction to what we've seen from incomplete control so far sky i um I, I don't have the greatest eye when it comes to art. You know, I think I buy a lot of market um, sentiment and I think the market sentiment is um, not rallying around the price at which these went at, you know, the Dutch auction went the last run was 30 ETH that it sold out at, um, you know, it was a gas war 30 ETH to get through, um, you know, you compare them to other projects that you've seen and, and people probably aren't as um, on board with what the result is. Now, Hobbs obviously has you know, built such a legacy around what he is. So is that enough to overcome people not, you know, in love with the art as much potentially? Uh, but yeah, I think people aren't as happy with uh, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they potentially spent. Yeah. And, and that's outside of Tyler Hobbs's control, right? What we saw yeah. in the secondary but I mean, that floor got up to 100, I think, above yep. 100. We saw plenty of buys, like in the 90s. Grailers Dow spun up NFTs to crowd raise money to buy. I think they bought nine mm-hmm. of these incomplete controls pre-reveal. Um, maybe folks were overzealous, right? I think that's part of the sentiment. But don't pay three or $400,000 for something you haven't seen yet um, if, you're, if you feel like you may not be happy with the outcome so be interesting to watch this one play out um the rest of the art blocks are still turning down a bit we have seen a few surge back up but we'll post the floors in the show notes i want to move into 
sports NFTs. So the story of the day is Top Shot's second project, NFL All Day. It's dropping. Sky, what, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, congrats to those that got picked to be in the beta. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make the cut. A little disappointed because I've grinded my collector score, which feels like for months now. But, um, you know, it's part of the game. And I think I was right about 900 to a thousand people that ended up getting through, um, to the early beta stages. I know, I think there's one, if not two pack drops today, um, a common pack and then a rare pack, $49 and then $249, um, one max for those buyers. It's great. I'm glad they're delivering on it. It's a huge drop for them to be, you know, just super successful with. Like Lou mentioned last night, you know, if there's any glitches to this on their, you know, kickoff, it's just something that everyone's going to bring back the same narrative with Top Shot. So I'm really hoping it's going well. Um, They also aren't, this was very interesting, the first rookie moment ever on the site. They just announced um, it is going to be Presley Harvin the third, which people, you know, maybe not familiar with, he's a punter. So not even like going, you know, something where it might be the biggest player out there. Like they're doing something a little bit interesting here. So uh, excited to see how it goes and and best of luck, everyone ripping packs. Yeah. Excited to see how this one goes. And as you mentioned, if there's anything negative with the drop, it's going to be a lot of fun on the timeline, but I'm excited for this. I'll be buying packs. I wish I would have gotten into the beta and I did not. So a little bit salty, but I can get past it. Um, not the only sports news from the week. So Tom Brady dropped on autograph yesterday. And then DraftKings also announces a collab with the NFL to launch some a gamified NFT collection on their DK marketplace to come. So look out for that in the sports NFT space. Entertainment, uh, going to be a new recurring segment on our show as more and more brands are getting into NFTs. So Zara launching an NFT collection called Ad Arid X Zara. It's closed for your metaverse avatar. And it's on a different app called Zepetto. So take a look at that if you're interested in it. We'll post it in the show links. And then White Castle came out of nowhere, made a big splash in NFT Twitter, so much so that I want to quickly highlight it. So they bought a, a Seaham is, is what they're, they're known as uh, in NFT Twitter slang. It's a Salobot NFT from Artblocks. It's got a cult following that Vincent Mando really started and Starry Night, but these things are 6.5 ETH floor. So, you know, White Castle put some money, uh, you know, into this initial investment. They also registered the ENS domain, White Castle Official. Um, so I like this come out party for White Castle quite a bit. You know, it, it shows some humor. It shows some research and understanding the NFT marketplace and what's trendy, what's the right, you know, NFT for them. And then the ENS domain was, was really topped it off. So that was great to see. Um, Two quick things on White Castle. Um, I saw a hilarious tweet yesterday from the owner who had whitecastle.eth as their ENS. So they're like, imagine sitting on this for two years and then they go make an official whitecastle.ens. So make sure you uh, put that in your calculations if you're targeting a company. Other thing is the rumors are that we've talked about the family MOOCs in the past, Doodle Labs, that this is the same artist that there's going to be a collaboration with in their next drop, Yu Wu. So um, Seaham family might be expanding a little bit more. Great call outs. Uh, and man, Pour one out for whitecastle.eth. What a miss. But let's compare and contrast that to a few other brands who didn't do it quite as well. I love this tweet from comfydevil.eth. I'm going to show it here. 
Pepsi, Meta, and Budweiser are completing their first assignments of how to NFT corporate trading. Please be kind. Um, so Pepsi came out, they're launching an NFT, they tweeted about it. And then these brands got in their comments really quickly. Meta saying, this is going to look great in the metaverse. Pepsi, you know it, friend. Beer.eth, welcome brand friend. We all going to make it. Thanks, friend. We all going to make it. It's, it's cringe. I'm cringing. As I read it right here, clearly the social media managers spent tens of minutes combing through NFT Twitter slang to, to grasp the, the terminology here. So hats off to them for the, the deep research that they did. Um, hopefully we see some improvement over time, but the brands are here and we got to get used to it. All right, let's uh, last segment for today. I do want to touch on some upcoming drops because we've got a lengthy list uh, I know a couple on your radar, Sky. One is the Proof Collective. Do you want to give us just a quick overview of that? Yeah. So Proof Collective is going uh, the route of some of these private discords that are tokenized um, that have found a lot of success. And this one is led by Kevin Rose. Uh, for those that aren't familiar, uh, you can find him at KRO. Kevin is as much of an OG in web two and web three as you really can get. I would highly recommend listening to the, the podcast last week he did with Bankless. Um, just a phenomenal kind of history and what they're kind of predicting at the future as Kevin Rose is just on you know the cutting edge of these next steps uh, as we enter into the web three world. Uh, but he's going to offer a tokenized discord uh, up to a thousand members. And it's, you know, Kevin is as big as it probably gets out there of anybody who's done this before. So I'm sure it's going to be a healthy price. The Dutch auction starts at five ETH. Um, so I'm curious where it's going to go at last run is just 0.5, but you're going to see some big time names because Kevin is promising not any exact utility, but the fact that he's going to try dozens of different ideas over the next three years to, to connect with artists, to try these different things that really could bring some, some big utility to the owners there. So I think that's one on my radar. The second one is Flamingo Dow, who has made, I know you've noted them quite a bit, have made um, some hits into some bigger art blocks projects in the past, being able to collect a good amount of um, certain collections. Well, they are now going to have their first uh, drop under their umbrella. So keep an idea or uh, keep a, a watch on that as we see these kind of spinoffs of art blocks in a sense of working on their first, you know, braindrops drop was, you know, an hour ago. Um, those type of things are going to get more and more popular and with the backing they have can be very successful. It's definitely a running trend. It's going to be a lot to keep track of. And I've got another new platform to talk about in my upcoming drop list here. So Async Art is launching next week. They've got a pre-sale starting Monday, public sale Wednesday, and it could not be bigger headliners. So they've got Xcopy, Coldy, and a lot of money. Coldy and a lot of money for those who aren't as familiar. We don't talk about them quite as much on the show. They're also two OG crypto artists, command real premiums on Super Rare. They're doing larger edition sets here. Uh, I want to say out of 666, yeah, uh, at 0.25 price. Especially, that's for the X copy specifically, the other artist, 1,000 at 0.2. Um, I think we're going to see incredible demand for these. So set your, set your alerts for that one. Um, another one, this is for my Toads, my Toads backers. I love the Toads. So there's a cool derivative project launching tomorrow. Uh, it's called Croaks. You know, I didn't, I saw this one. I kind of went in, you know, one ear out the other. And then I started seeing more and more of the art. I like it quite a bit. It also, it's got a little bit of those Ape Kids Club vibe, 3D, 
you know, metaverse avatar PFP products are really hot right now. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be minting this one. I haven't decided yet how many, you know, it's a 0.069 mint. So it's, it's got a price tag on it, right? It's definitely not a free mint like we saw for the crypto flies, but this is absolutely one I'll be watching uh, in a, in a long list of upcoming drops this weekend. Absolutely. Sky, we covered a lot. Anything else on your mind here this morning? No, I mean, we probably could go for another hour or two hours just chatting away. I think um, it's getting time of, of the year again where minting is getting hot again. We're seeing a lot new and more quality projects, I feel, coming out, you know. Um, so good to pay attention to those. Um, again, the tax situation is going to be very interesting as the rest of the year closes up. So going to be watching that. But no, uh, just keep excited. I love it. I guess one closing tidbit of alpha for our, our listeners. I checked in on the OpenSea data here this morning. We are trending to a $3 billion a month, which is just 10% off the highs. So you can kiss the bear market goodbye. We are, we are seeing active volume in our marketplaces. So it, it is a good time to be back in NFTs. ETH is dropping a bit as well. So if it stabilizes, who knows? We could be in for a real run up. But folks, that's our show for today. Skyhook, thank you for joining me this morning. It's been awesome. As always, thanks to our listeners and our viewers for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap the weekend in NFTs. Till then, stay safe in those NFT streets. Goodbye.